Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Inner Visions of the Inspired Podcast, where we talk about all kinds of topics like mental health, we talk about economics, we talk about things in the, in the community, but this is going to be a, um, I'm going to put it as an innovator week, a five-part series of world leaders, whether you're an artist, politician, somebody in the community that's made a positive impact in people's lives. In today's episode, part one, we're going to talk about Tupac Shakur, one of my favorite rappers personally. He has inspired me to keep my head up, go after your dream, and Obtain happiness for the better of your life. That's why I love Tupac Shakur so much. And he's a poet, a musician, but an intellectual thinker. Man, I wish he was still alive. So sit back, relax, and let's enjoy and dedicate this to Tupac Shakur. We love you, Pac. Yeah. 
Pops and drive-bys, taking lives, little kids die. When the rise, I walk by. Broken hearted as a fence at the chalk line, getting high. It's ain't the life for me, I wanna change. But ain't no future right for me, stuck in the game. I'm trapped inside a maze. See this tang of ray influence, me to get me crazy, bitch, you're losing lately. I've been really wanting babies, so I can see a part of me that wasn't always shady. Don't trust my lady, she's a part of girls, boys, and them giving noises. Hey everybody, welcome back to Inner Visions of the Inspired Podcast. Man, that was Tupac Shakur's So Many Tears. I do not own the rights to the music or his album or his catalog or any of that. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, Any music that I play, you know, I don't own the rights to. So... Just wanted to make that clear due to copyright issues. Um, Tupac was one of the rappers who personifies a positive hip-hop artist. Now, he, um, he talks about street life. He talks about what he experienced as a child, what he experienced you know, while he was in the streets um, and things of that nature. He even talked about his relationship with his mother, Afini Shakur, who was the former member of the Black Panther Party, who was very intelligent, very inspiring. She is a, she is a diamond, you know. So rest in peace to both Tupac Shakur and Afini Shakur. Um, Afini was the heart and soul of... Uh, the Black Panther Party up in um, up in New York. So you two are going to be missed dearly. You know. Um, he was talking about you know, dear Mama. Um, when um, he mentioned about her. As a dope fiend mama, you always was a black queen mama. It was it was so so dope. It was very inspiring to hear that. You know, she was struggling with her addiction, but you know what? Tupac always showed love to her, never gave up on her, and was always there for her. 
never turned her back on him. Calling her a queen. Even during her darkest times. That's how beautiful their relationship was. And I commend Tupac for it. So Dear Mama is actually one of my favorite hip-hop songs. Um, you know, the media always want to focus on Tupac and his um, Dougish, Doug life lifestyle that they want to focus on that side instead of focusing on the activist side because Tupac was an activist just like his mother. All right, he was very deep into books like his mother. So... There are so many things that we tend not to focus on we because we just want to be entertained to a lot of um, a lot of things that would give us that little relaxation like sex, drugs, gossiping. And that's not really Tupac at all. You know, somebody um who was in who was in the adult entertainment industry? Uh, she, hey, she flat out said Tupac was the reason that she left the industry and pursued something better. Now, how many rappers out there that could do what Tupac has done from a psych from a psychologist? Prospective. You hear what I'm saying? Um, I'm telling you, Tupac is unbelievable. Very unbelievable. All right. So um, let's get into who Tupac Shakur really is. Tupac Amaru Shakur. Um, his real name is um, Lesan Parrish Crooks. Now, he was known as Tupac in Machiavelli. Born in Brooklyn, New York, 1971. And he was a prominent hip-hop artist. One of the best hip-hop artists of all time. Um, between he and the Jizza, Rakim, it is going to be it is going to be hard to find who is number one. I put Tupac. That's that's easy. Okay. Um, you have to put Nas up there too. Um, but Tupac. There's nobody that can come close to Tupac as far as um, lyrics is, okay? He's not a battle rapper, all right? Not a battle rapper at all. But he was such a poet behind the mic and in the studio that whatever he says, whatever he talks about, you just had to sit there and listen. He was the best storytelling rap artist of all time. Okay, uh, better. I mean, it, it also is like, like Slick Rick. He's also one of the great storytelling rap artists, but not like Tupac. I'm sorry. 
special shout out to um, Slick Rick. Special shout out. All right. And Afini Shakur is the um, mother of Tupac Shakur. She was a member of the Black Panther Party. And Tupac Amaru Shakur, his name was actually from a Peruvian name. Okay. He and his mother and family, they were on the move constantly. They settled in Baltimore, Maryland. And Tupac, he attended the School of Arts up in Baltimore. High class. Very smart individual. All right. Probably one of the brightest students. Now, he he relocated to Marin City, California before he could graduate on time. All right. Now, he was into the street life. He was also into the gang culture. And that's how he got his lyrics. That's how he he got his passion for hip-hop. And he used his life experiences in the streets. And he talked about it on his albums. He talked about it in his music. All right. Some people will say that, okay, he reflects negatively on a lot of hip-hop artists. That's not true at all. In fact, Tupac was one is underratedly one of the most positive hip-hop artists. All right? Now, if it sounds different, he's trying to tell you the truth of what he experienced in drugs, in alcohol, in the gang life, what he saw in Baltimore, what he saw in California up in Oakland. All right. Tupac was a brilliant person. He had a different upbringing. It's very self-motivated. But in the year 1990, he joined the group Digital Underground. They were from Oakland. And they, um, y'all remember, um, that movie, uh, that soundtrack that Digital Underground had. Um, the movie with Dan Aykroyd, um, Demi Moore. That was so funny. That was funny. All right. And Chevy Chase. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it was a good movie. I recommend everybody to look at it. All right. And Digital Underground made a um, guest appearance in that movie. Tupac made a guest appearance. You know, I don't know if you guys know that he worked with Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd and Demi Moore. He was um, he was into Hollywood, the group, um, because they were very popular. Um, the Humpty Dance um, was in the top 40 very popular song on the hip-hop charts and on the pop charts. 
So he was in a successful group. He was very instrumental in making that group hot besides Humpty. You know, very good lyricist. All right. And um, also during that time, he was in the movie um, Juice. Juice was critically acclaimed one of the hottest movies and well received by a lot of movie critics that thought hey Tupac has a brilliant future in the movies all they could talk about was Tupac playing the villain role that's all they could talk about and I remember it too it's like oh my goodness he played that part real well it's like having a villain come to life it was like he brought that character out and it, it was like a heel turn right in front of your face in a psychological twist but it's one of the, it was one of the greatest hip hop movies ever so check out Juice. All right. But he has a lot. He has a lot. Um, Tupacalypse was very popular um, during his time. Um, as a matter of fact, um, when he um, took a step back from uh, Digital Underground to focus on his uh, solo. Um, he had an album, Dear Mama, which was extremely powerful. Um, like one of the singles, You Gotta Keep Your Head Up. Keep your head up. Um, that song was sampled by uh, Roger Troutman, um, which was beautiful. Yes. Uh, rest in peace to Roger Troutman. I mean, Tupac would come out with some of the most spiritual and inspirational songs that you will hear. I mean, Brenda's Got a Baby. I mean, Tupac, before he went to death row, was like a poet. But he was, but most of his songs were like positive. Now the Above the Rim soundtrack was off the hook. Like Holla If You Hear Me or um, above, uh, you know, Above the Rim or uh, Past the Liquor. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, that is quietly one of the greatest hip hop soundtracks ever to put together. The movie the movie flopped like crazy. But what made the movie not flop, what made the movie very popular was not just the movie itself, was Tupac. Tupac as a, a promoter, you know, but also one of those... Uh, Um, Leon, you know, was that uh, basketball player. 
he played a basketball player, but he was also the older brother of Tupac. Tupac was a, a promoter, but he was also a street hustler too. And playing beside him was uh, Wood Harris. Man, that was uh, pretty dope, would you say? Very dope. So that was a very successful movie. says, uh, okay, Tupacalypse now was a radical break from the dance party sound of Digital Underground. And basically it was very similar to the NWA in a little mixture of Public Enemy. But it sold very good. In fact, it was very popular. But you got Dan Quayle, Dolores Tucker, Reverend Butts, straight up going after him. Going after him, going after him. And um, when Tupac did that song, How Do You Want It? He was like, Dolores Tucker, you are fake to me. If you want to understand the way the game is told. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember... I'm trying to remember the lyrics, so was it? Excuse me, Mr. Clinton, Mr. Bob Dole. If you want to understand the way the game is told, so I gotta hit you with the hot tracks. And, oh man, some of some of his lyrics are dope. You gotta listen to it. Um, he joined um, Ice Cube and Ice T. Um, you know when he was casting the motion picture Juice. Um, no, he didn't. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Ice Cube and Ice T were into acting. Um, Ice T was in um, the movie New Jack City. New Jack City was also one of the best street movies of all time with Wesley Snipes, Mario Van Peebles. Judd Nelson, Vanessa Williams, the late Bill Nunn. Um, that was that was dope. That was dope. He was also in Poetic Justice, opposite Janet Jackson. Very popular movie. Um, Q-Tip played in that movie as well. Uh, the love interest of Janet Jackson. He was gunned down earlier in the movie, so. Tupac played in some great movies, y'all. He really did. But strictly for my niggas, um, it was um, had a little activism, but a little bit of storytelling. Like keep your head up and holler if you hear me. You know, it was. Not much. I wouldn't say because there was some profanity, but it was a little bit more for the airwaves. All right. Um, unfortunately, during this time, he was incarcerated. Um, when Me Against the World was out um, over... Um, you know, 
something that it seemed like a setup. It seemed like they set up Tupac. And one of the ladies who was like a willing participant said that Tupac groped her and sexually assaulted him up in New York City. Tupac said the opposite and that she was a willing is like it was more consensual he did not rape her in fact Tupac denies all the allegations that she has made and it has been proven that she did lie but I don't know the full story so I have to look it up a little bit better but eight months later he signed the death row and that's where he had California love with him and Dr. Dre featuring Roger Troutman that's the anthem for Los Angeles, California the greatness of the Los Angeles Lakers the Latino community South Central LA LA was hyped LA Crenshaw, Watts, they were hyped. Shout out to Oakland. Shout out to Watts. Shout out to South Central Los Angeles. Much love to the Lakers. Much love to all of y'all up in Los Angeles, man. Thank y'all for taking the time to listen, you know. In that album, All Eyes On Me, had two discs. It was the Thug Life persona. And that Thug Life persona was number one on the Billboard charts. It sold over 5 million copies in the first year of its release. And he was, he went straight up to legendary status already. All right. Now he played in the movie Bullet and Gridlock, which wasn't as it wasn't as good as Juice. It wasn't as good as um, Poetic Justice and Above the Real. Alright. Nothing But Trouble. I think that was the name of the movie with Chevy Chase and Demi Moore. It wasn't as good and, you know, but he did make an impact in Hollywood. All right. But um, since he was in death row, there was this whole um, situation, the beef with um, Biggie and um, a lot of. And a lot of people, the fans, honestly, and the media, um, who claims to have uh, hate gangster rap, but they sure as hell making money off of it by uh, promoting all of this rumors and gossiping to sell their story, right? So therefore, this is how it started. Tupac came up to New York. I think to record a track, all right. And then when he got when he got up in the elevator, he was shot 
multiple times in the head, in the um, arms and chest. He was shot up pretty badly. All right. And thankfully, he lived, you know, he made it. But there were rumors that Biggie and Puffy was in the same building. All right. Now, Faith Evans and Puffy, they denied ever having anything to do with it. They, they say they have an alibi. And they say that um, when Biggie heard that Tupac was shot, he felt horrible. He felt bad. <clears throat> But in an interview in Vibe, Tupac said he knew what happened and he's not going to tell the full story. He knows what Puffy and Biggie did. He did say that, you know, they set him up, this and that now, and his, um, when they did a movie on him after his passing, they tried to calm it down, sensationalize it. They're like, oh, Tupac, he regret the beef with um, Biggie. I believe, I believe it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. It was the fans and it was the media that made it worse. All right. Even before his death, Tupac has, you know, wanted to collaborate with a lot of artists from the East Coast and West Coast so they can, you know, come together and end all of this. It was East versus West. It was like, it was a modern day civil war. You know, you remember when Abraham Lincoln went to war against the South. And then um, the Buffalo Soldiers, they um, participated in fight in the war with the Union against the South. All right, against the Confederacy. So that was really what was happening. All right. Then Tupac had this hit him up where he dissed Biggie and Puffy. Uh, it was um, it was a great diss track. And um, it went all the way up to the Soul Train Music Awards, where there was a major, major incident between Tupac and Biggie. And Biggie confronted Tupac. And Biggie was pissed, was very pissed off. And said, Tupac, what you doing? What you doing? It was like, okay, bro, I'm just trying to sell records. I don't know what really happened. That's a he say. Is a he say. We really don't know what they said behind the scenes. All right. People love to twist and turn every story just to make the airwaves. All right. There were rumors that 
Faith Evans had an affair with Tupac Shakur. You know, that they were really intimate, very intimate. Did they had any sexual relations? In his Hit Em Up album, Tupac said yes. Do I believe that it happened? Candidly, I say yes, but I also think that Faith initiated it just to get back at Biggie. Who knows? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You know, I respect I respect Faith Evans as an artist. I think she's a great artist, a singer. She's she's unbelievable. All right. So I don't want to get in a habit of making accusations as for, okay, oh yeah, she did this and that. No, no, no. Really, it's none of our business. The media makes it our business, you see. But really, we should be focusing on the positive aspects of what that person has contributed. All right. But it did escalate it. Um, I think before, Vicky has who shot you. Some say it was directed at Tupac. Tupac thought it was directed at him. He said, who shot you? And that's, that's really when it got worse, okay? Because those two used to be best friends. Matter of fact, Tupac put Biggie out on the scene. Without Tupac, there would be no Biggie, all right? Tupac felt that Biggie got a little too big-headed and forgot about him and this and that. How that ended for both men losing their lives due to gun violence is heartbreaking. Tupac lost his life in Las Vegas after the Mike Tyson fight. And before, he had that little altercation with Orlando Anderson, who is um, a big-time gang leader. And Biggie, he lost his life due to um, the East Coast, West Coast beef. And people in L.A. hated him over it. It's like Malcolm X and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I would say they're the Martin Luther King Jr. in Malcolm X of hip-hop. They really are. But he did have another album out. Because Snoop Dogg has said that Tupac will make... He will make another single or another album in one day. He has... Tupac will be in the studio 
making music, making singles, making albums all in one day. He was like, yeah, it's like 20 or 30 albums unreleased that he has created. That's how serious Tupac took it. He was, before there was Kobe Bryant, the Mamba, there was Tupac Shakur. Tupac had a Mamba mentality in the studio. His song, Changes, brought me to tears, man, if, if I listen to it. So many tears brought me to a lot of tears, man. It, when I listen to him, it's like, it describes my struggle with depression. It describes my struggle with um, insecurity and how people would try to label me as. It's like, being here in Virginia, honestly, can be hard for me because I've always wanted to be respected and liked by people. When people try to gossip and say some things behind your back, even people in my family, they do that. When I, when I receive that feedback from work, it's like I had, I was like, I wanted to take my own life. I didn't feel like living. And I have, honestly, I have pure hatred for Virginia, personally. I'm still trying to heal and heal and heal from how I was treated. I've gotten better as the years went by. And I've gotten better because I'm doing it for my son, who is 14 months, and I need to be there for him. But Tupac, his music, his ideologies, his positive attitude, his intellect in black history, his performing arts performances. I mean, his artwork is amazing. And Tupac will go down as the greatest music artist ever, the greatest rap artist ever, but one of the greatest intellectual thinkers ever. And he was about world peace, but he was about problem solving. If we can't problem solve, then what good is love? You see, he helped. This man took, he took care of a cancer patient who was about to die. Took him to a Laker game. One of his, one of the best experiences in his life. I think years later, that kid passed away due to cancer. But Tupac had a big heart. He had a special heart. We want to talk about the East Coast, West Coast beef. Why not talk about the things that he's done for people? He's done some inspirational things in his community. He was a part of the Pan-African movement. He's helped a lot of people. 
and Tupac, man, we honor you. We love you. And we thank you for everything. Rest in peace, Tupac Shakur. Our next episode, we're going to talk about the rebel, the rebel side of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. from 1963 to 1968. This is the We Are Kings. Yes. This is a We Are Kings segment. So this is part one. We're doing a We Are Kings five-part series. One on Tupac. Another one on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Another one on Malcolm X. Another one on Marcus Garvey. That's right. And one on Kobe Bryant. This is going to be a special sheet. Oh, excuse me. This is going to be a special series. So please, please, this is a must listen. Come check it out. But always remember, like Tupac said, you got to keep your head up. No matter what the circumstances is, no matter the conditions of the storm. It could be thunder, lightning, hailstorm. You go through it and you become stronger. Until next time, everybody, much love to all of you. Much love to my peoples over at WGHE Radio. Please check out Hot Damn Politics Wednesday on Pow Talk. And also check out my cousin, Monet Brown's Monet's Bar Talk. Please check it out. It is a must listen. Um, It is truly the most exciting piece of artwork that you'll see. So special shout out to my cousin, Monet Brown. Till next time, everybody. I'm out.